0: This is Michelle Dawes-Burt of Real Chicks Rock, and this is RCR Presents Real Discussions, the podcast. Enjoy. I'm your host for today, Michelle Dawes-Burt, and this is a special edition, special pop-up edition today because I'm going to have a conversation with Victory Boyd. Hi, Victory.
1: Hello. How How
0: are are you?
2: you? I'm well.
0: Welcome. We're so glad that you're here and you're so you're here. We have. I have so many things I want to ask you um, mm. because I find that you're a phenomenal artist. So thank, thank you. you for taking time to be with us here today. I know we have some new listeners, so I just want to give a few housekeeping notes if I can. Uh, Real Chicks Rock is all about the empowerment of women, and we do it through various different ways. We do it through community service. We do it through the arts, and we do it through public speaking and mentoring. Um, the arts platform is, is this. It's one component of this, and I'm super excited to always have the opportunity to have guests like yourself and come and we have conversations and discussions. So for that, we say thank you and welcome. Um, Victory, welcome, welcome, welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You are born and raised in Detroit, please. Yes,
2: I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan.
0: Really, really. So yep. what was your childhood like as a kid in Detroit?
2: Well, um a lot of music uh a lot of siblings um i remember uh just being a young child uh, growing up and every year or two there was I had a new sibling <laughs> um yeah there are nine kids in our family and i have five younger siblings so you're in the kind of
1: kind <laughs> of yeah
2: and um so yeah babies and music and uh, we were homeschooled for most of my childhood, so uh, a lot of uh, lessons. All like yeah. you, you will get a lesson at eleven o'clock at night. There's no. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. So no. learning all the time. Learning all the time. So what? So what kind of music was
0: played when you were a child? Do you remember, like, what was your favorite sound? to
2: you? Oh, oh, we just loved the jazz that my dad played as well as the gospel. We yeah, the you know the um the early 2000s gospel scene like Fred Hammond, yeah. Mary Mary, right, Kirk right, Franklin, right, like right. we were all about that. Yes, we we you yes, know yes. big fans of all of them. So the jazz, what was it?
0: Was it um,
2: classic or more contemporary? Uh,
0: Coltrane, I or? think we
2: listened to everybody. Like my dad would always have the radio on the, V ninety eight point seven smooth jazz and <laughs> like that that's anybody. that's something that's always ing- that's gonna always be ingrained into my
0: memory yeah. Wow. yeah so growing up it's it's nine kids right big yep. house big yep. household family kids music sound um wh- when did you realize you were drawn to music and wanted to kind of play an instrument or get more uh, intimate with it
1: well um.
2: I realized, I think when I was born, really, really? because, because um, that was the culture of our family and the culture of our household, and I felt like, as a, as a baby, I felt like, I'm big, too. I'm yeah. big, too. <laughs> yeah. And um, the way that I felt like you gained your stripes was if you could stand up and sing, if you could... Um, get up there on stage and, and perform and and I wanted to do that too from a very very young age and then um, I was given the opportunity to join my parents uh, choir that they founded called called the Boys and Girls choirs of Detroit mm-hmm. and um, I joined that at four years old and yeah so wow. but the the desire to 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 perform music and to sing and you know be an artist that was something i've had you Since know. Birth. I, <laughs> I can't remember not having it Since
0: birth. so yeah. how was the choir? like did you guys get to travel a little bit or just? yeah
2: okay yeah we traveled all over the state of michigan mm-hmm. as well as you know we we went to build trips to different places mm-hmm. like new york and you know mm-hmm. so it was a, an awesome experience also my uh, my father would bring the boys choir of Harlem to, to Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, he did that a couple of times and presented them in yeah you know, three, three times. Three, <laughs> three times. Yeah,
0: fantastic.
2: Yeah. yeah, so it was yeah we were traveling, but also bringing talent to you know to the city of Detroit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So school was a public school? No, you were
2: homeschooled. Right? Yeah. You were homeschooled.
0: So you were so always hearing music at home doing the choir. What was your um were you soprano, alto? I was a first soprano. Really? In yeah.
2: In yep. solos when you were, when you were young? Yeah. yeah. Um um maybe not when I first joined. Not at first year, not at 4 years so old. Yeah. But I had to grow into solos, but yeah, I, I did have solos throughout The time, yeah.
0: All right. So now we're in Detroit. We're in the choir. Um, We're loving music. What was the first instrument you decided to learn? Uh, guitar. 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 Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. First
0: love. Do you play any other instruments?
2: I do. I can play the piano and I can play the accordion. That's Actually, yeah. On my album, I'm I'm playing the accordion on a couple of the songs.
0: the broken instrument.
2: Yeah, the broken yeah, instrument. The broken yep. Instrument.
0: All right, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. So now you're a musician. You're playing your guitar. You're singing. When did the songwriting come
2: in? Did it come in at an early age for you as well? Uh, I wrote my first song when I was how old was I? I was 16. Okay. Yeah, it was like several months after I had started playing the guitar. And, um, yeah, I just, the first song I wrote, it started off as a prayer and I realized that man, that rhymes. And also I have a lot of things I'm thinking about in this, this regard, the, the, the prayer that I was praying, I was like, Jesus, please hear me when I cry. Don't leave me here to die. Uh, that song, that, that, Prayer turned into the chorus of the first song that I, I wrote, and um, not that I felt like I was dying, but at the time my life was just really, really uh, yeah. 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 chaotic. <laughs> yeah, sixteen can be tough. Yeah, 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 yeah. it was. Um, yeah, so I, everything felt really chaotic at the time, and I remember just um, I had tried writing songs previously, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm this just came naturally and like the lyrics were just flowing like, and then um, it took me like a week and then I had my first song ever. Damn. Yeah. 16. Yeah. Wow. So. And I think that pattern kind of repeated itself where I maybe was having a difficult time and trying to um, figure things out in life and then, was inspired in that moment to write a song and discovering hope in these different situations. And, and so many of my songs follow that same pattern of, um, maybe it has a sad element, but it also has a, it a hopeful. Does, it yeah. does have hope, it does yeah. have hope. We're gonna talk more about
0: that too. So um, you're writing your first song at 16, you're playing your instrument, your guitar, um, you're using music as an outlet to express yourself as uh-huh. things are going on in your life, which is great. So how did we get from Detroit to New York? Was New York our next stop or did we
2: move to another city from uh, Detroit? We did move to another city yeah. from Detroit. Wow. We Well, it actually wasn't a city. The population was so small really? that it was literally like. You had to, everything was divided by counties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we moved to Tuscola County, which is in the thumb of Michigan. Really? It's two hours north of Detroit. Yeah. Michigan is shaped like a bin. Uh-huh. And um, so we were in the thumb, and it's a rural area, cows, farms. Um, you know, <laughs> we lived there for about two years. And um, and we moved there because my, my parents, um, were, were interested in opening a music camp. We we usually had music camp every summer in Detroit. We had to rent out different locations like uh, churches and community centers. Um, but they found a um, permanent location in, in the Thumb of Michigan, so those two hours north. And so, yeah, we acquired that property and, um, and, and moved there and were, you know, And then my, my father founded a, a statewide children's mm-hmm. choir called the Michigan Fine Arts Youth Choir. So it, it, it expanded from the Boys and Girls Choirs of Detroit to a statewide choir called the Michigan Fine Arts Youth Choir. And then in the summertime, we'd have music camp on this big property, mm-hmm. those five acres of land and a, like... Campgrounds, all sorts of stuff. So, yeah.
0: And that went on for about two years.
2: Two years, and we actually moved to New York. Well, we were always raising funds mm-hmm. to support the camp because mm-hmm. it was a big operation, mm-hmm. um, and we were we would go all around the state of Michigan um, performing as well as raising money at different music festivals, mm-hmm. and um, we moved. No, we didn't move to New York. We my, my father was like one winter when the economy was really, really bad in Michigan, my father was like, We're we're gonna go to New York and raise money for the camp in New York City. Okay. And we didn't know any we didn't really know much about the city. We just knew, you know, there's a constitutional right for freedom of speech mm-hmm. and you can go on a street corner and <laughs> and sing because this is America. Mm-hmm. Um and so we did that. We went to the, we went up to Harlem and sang in front of the Apollo. Um, it was, <laughs> and the next day after that, we went to, uh, Fifth Avenue yes. and, you know, and sang there and we sang in Times Square and yeah. we sang and we raised so much money for the, for the camp mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. And so we would go back and forth to Michigan from New York. Regularly, yeah. Um, raising, funds. raising funds, yeah, and it helped tremendously. Wow. Yeah. Um, eventually, though, we we ended up just completely migrating to New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That that was maybe after a year okay. or two of okay. just, yeah. just going back and forth. Yeah. And how old are you
0: at that at
2: that particular time? Twelve. Were 12. I was twelve. Were
0: you twelve years old? <laughs> yeah.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah. Man, and so you weren't afraid of the experiences that New York was going to offer, you know? Oh, no, no.
2: no first no, no. first off, New York is a dream to someone coming from... Say it again. I'm from New York. Say it again. <laughs> New York's a dream. It dad. is. Yes. New York is a dream. You have to understand. Okay. We're from Detroit, no. but the city, the place where we came from immediately before uh, moving to New York was Tuscola County in Michigan, Silverwood, Michigan, very, very, very small population going from a very small area like that directly to New York City. And as like kids and young people, like we were excited. We, we wanted to do whatever we had to do just to, just to be in New York and like light the lights and the, you know, the energy, the people, yeah. the vibe. Yeah. We <laughs> We yeah. would go back to our neighbors and all our ki- the kid the counterparts our counterparts and just brag. Yeah, we were just <laughs> hanging. We were in New York, just like just out. for for like two weeks, and yeah, we're going back next month. And mm-hmm. <laughs> and you hit all
0: the key spots. Time oh yeah. Here, oh yeah. Fifth Avenue. Yeah.
1: A little subway action. Yeah. Do well, first? we
2: didn't do the subways at first. Okay. We didn't. You know, that was a bit too much. Too much. Too, too right. fast. Yeah. Eventually, but yeah. It was, yeah. Like, we would just tell, yeah, we were just singing on Broadway, you know. Oh, my gosh. gosh. You had the
0: bug and the love for New York at a young
2: age. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think most people do. You have to understand how many tour groups Mm -hmm. go Mm -hmm. on. They have to save a lot of money just to go Mm -hmm. on a field trip to New York. And, and like, no, we were there, like, two times a month. Yeah. It's awesome.
0: So when did you guys decide to actually move to New York?
2: Um I don't remember exactly when or because some or I don't remember exactly when or the 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 turning point, you know, mm-hmm. but um because we would spend so much time in New York it was almost like we live lived, lived here you know. e- yeah eventually and then once we just ended up staying here for so long you know, it was, like, two months on, oh, okay. on like, okay. during the summertime. Yeah. So it was yeah. almost basically like we lived here. So, um, yeah, and then school started back, and we were homeschooled anyway. So it was yeah. easy if to, you ever, yeah. Yeah.
0: So then once you guys started to really spend more and more time in New York, you were still doing the, the spots where you're playing your music, Fifth Avenue, Times Square, was it really just for the camp at that
2: point or really? Yeah. Well, eventually we we stopped doing Times Square mm-hmm. and Fifth Avenue and because we discovered this amazing spot in Central Park, mm-hmm. this amazing space yes. uh, with amazing acoustics and amazing art, and it carried our voices very far. And so we would perform here in, in Central Park. And, and that was – once we discovered that space, we – were regular um performers yeah. there yeah you and all your brothers and sisters mm-hmm. wow yep and so how long did we do that like singing in, in central park in that space well our family is is known we're almost like a tourist attraction because we performed there for so many years um uh it will be 11 years really? start at, to, to date wow and, and that's a
0: career yeah
2: yeah i mean i was 12 i'm 20 turning 24 so. Wow. so 11 years yeah and so now you're doing this
0: with your family and so you know I got the I got the impression or the sensation that um, there were moments and times that you were doing it by yourself is that not a uh,
2: yeah yeah eventually as I um, became really good or no I, I was becoming better at playing guitar I would just um, whenever we had a break from singing together, I would just, you know, we're taking a break, let me, you know, sing some songs, and, you know, um, so I would sing by myself, and eventually I started getting much better at singing as a soloist, the combination between playing the guitar and singing, and um, yeah, so I would just venture out from there, and uh, do, whenever I had free time, just maybe hit the train stations in Brooklyn, those are, Great. Yeah. Um, or, <laughs> you know, I had my favorite spots where people kind of knew me, yeah. and it's just they, they always showed me love and appreciated, you know, my art.
0: So as you're playing individually, um, what were, do, were you playing? Some of the songs you wrote, as well as some other cover tunes, yeah. some other artists, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So the vibe mm-hmm. was starting to grow. I want to talk a little bit about the sensation about you seeing older to Hmm. Right?
2: Yeah. So where
0: did that happen for you? Was that in Brooklyn when you were
2: singing? That was in Times Square, Times Square. In, a studio. in a studio. We were we were in the hallway of a of a studio really? a, of a building, but yeah. And you sung over joy. Mm-hmm. And you posted it. Somebody someone posted Some, it? yep, this um uh, yeah, it was Dr. Boyce Watkins. Mm. If it, if you're familiar with yeah, him. He has I quite a large that. following, but it, when he posted it, people Picked it up right away. And how many views did you get? It's it's well over three million on Facebook. Three million singing overjoyed. Mm -hmm. Have you heard from Stevie Wonder? I wish. (laughs) Ah,
0: I wish. It's happening. It's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna happen. I'm I'm sure of it. So this takes off like social media takes off. The three million hits like so are people starting to come at you like? Is it like, did it
2: broaden your audience? And- oh, definitely. I was not used to people knowing me. Right, I mean, right. people know me in the context of my family. Exactly. And they also know me as, oh, that's the girl that's <laughs> down there yeah. singing, you know, right. in the park or whatever. But this was like a whole new, wow, I'm getting messages from people in California or Texas or North Carolina or, you know, Iowa or like, <laughs> I. Like, from everywhere. Yeah, I, I that was the first time that anything of that magnitude happened mm. to me, mm. and I, you know, it was a shock. Yeah. It was almost scary in the sense, like mm. all these people feel like they know me, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, I don't want to do anything that would, you know, make them disappointed in me. Like mm-hmm. I felt like yeah, you can there was down. a burden. Yeah. Yeah. I'm over it now, okay. but at the time. But, it, you know, there's Victory, There's such a connection
0: with your music. Um, the way that you write, the way that you perform your songs, Thank the you. ones that you write, as well as the ones that you cover, other artists, I've heard you sing different people's songs. And it's just the way that you connect mm-hmm. with the music and then with the audience, why people feel like they know you. It just feels like it's a very safe um, loving, nurturing, if you will, environment. Right. Um, yes, it may be some sadness, but then there's always like these beacons of hope yeah. in the songs that you write and you perform. And so it just makes people feel good. I right. think that's the, the thing about you that people are so drawn to your sound and Thank just you. the way you carry yourself as an artist. Thank you. You just make people feel good. like oh, And okay. with the things that are going on, you know, um, in our country and in the world, people need hope right you know and um especially when we see people that have a similar melanin like ourselves yeah it's beautiful to Mm -hmm. realize that one you're creative two you're artistic Mm -hmm. um three you carry yourself well and Mm -hmm. then you sing about things that we can't typically hear on the radio Mm -hmm. which is unfortunate because yeah that's a whole lot of music and it's great and it's sound and it's and it allows people to party but then there's also a social there's a right. consciousness right. that as musicians and just people of color we've always been able to read some level of love consciousness hope in our mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. you know from Marvin Gaye like yeah. You know, yeah right up to you know current people so I think like not to add any kind of pressure to you but i think that you you're you're continuing on Mm. um a lane that we need to see and feel adventure i think every time you pick up a guitar you give somebody hope Mm. um to be a musician because we don't we don't typically see enough of that Mm. you know everything is very synchronized it's very um you know a little bit more fast paced. It's a little bit more different, but the fact that you're curating your own sound in mm-hmm. your own music is what makes you so um, attractive in a Thank musical you. way.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate absolutely. That.
0: So you've been um, doing a lot of things lately. I want to, oh, yeah. I want to take a step back as to how we got there. So we got the 3 million views, social media. Now people are feeling like they know you. Um, now there's like this surgeons, probably of people, um probably wanting you to perform in different places outside of the spots in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to talk about a little bit of how and who discovered you. So you're doing your thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so is it that someone took your music to someone and they said,
1: ah
2: Yeah, I mean Yes. <laughs> tell the story. Yeah. Let me tell. <laughs> um well well I was signed the year before okay. the Overjoyed video came out. Really? Yeah. Um, me and, um, my family, we were all signed to rock nation by Jay-Z, Jay-Z. and, um, I'm a part of the, me and my brothers and sisters, we have a band called infinity song. Mm-hmm. And, um, so there are five of us in this band and we're all signed to rock nation. Uh, but Jay, Jay-Z requested that. Um, my album be the, the first project that we create together and how we got that connection was um, There was a video of me singing uh, Nina Simone's feeling good um, in Central Park mm. and um, This gentleman by the name of James Samuel. He sent this video over to Jay-Z and he's like Bring bring her in. I want to <laughs> meet I want to meet her and so um, so me and my whole family, we went up to Rock Nation and, um, we had a great exchange with Jay-Z mm-hmm. and, um, he ended up signing us and, um, and yeah, so I was working very, very hard on writing songs and recording songs in, um, in the studio many, many days of the week, of the year. And, um, and so my album was almost done by the time that Overjoyed video really? Really? came out. Really? So, I, yeah, the well, <laughs> the album didn't actually come out <laughs> till a year after the <laughs> Overjoyed video went viral. So it was it was good timing because um, it was starting to it put me on the map in mm-hmm. a sense in a lot of people's minds and consciousness, um, mm-hmm. but. The album didn't actually come out till a year later. But yeah, it was you know. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great
0: story. Yeah. So now are people flocking to your spot in, in Central Park and just in hopes of being discovered and just so how is it Well,
1: going? I
2: mean, if you're if you're committed to performing there for ten years, um, yeah, you can expect that. <laughs> <laughs> You can expect that you will get some amazing opportunities. Um the main opportunity being developing your craft. Yes, yes. I mean cuz if you if you're excellent at what you do, people are going to come find you. Yeah. And and that's what we were doing for all those years, becoming more and more refined as singers, songwriters, musicians, you know. What's your inspiration, Vicki? What inspires you? Um, I'm inspired by the hope that I find in dark situations when I feel sad or when I feel um, troubled, but discover hope in these situations. Uh, I'm inspired to write about write about it. But in order for hope to have the biggest and best impact, you have to describe the situation that it came into and that, you know, you have to describe the darkness that was there before. So then you'll feel the impact of the hope that, you know, Mm -hmm. fixed the problem. So I'm always writing about these different situations, whether it's Um, social or spiritual or you know it's all spiritual but to put a name to this hope my hope that I find in every situation every single situation is is Jesus Mm -hmm. simply Jesus and um, and people are sometimes afraid of you know the name or or they they have a different religion and you know but (laughs) I think that Jesus shouldn't be subjugated to a specific religion or a denomination or whatever he he should be able to transcend because the power and the hope that lies within within him and his spirit mm-hmm. is not only for Christians, it's for every mm-hmm. single person and and so I write my music in a way that everyone can receive it and feel the spirit of Jesus. I want you I want everyone, no matter where they're from or who they are, to feel the spirit of hope that is available to everyone in every dark situation, every situation, there's no place that Jesus has not overcome already. And, and that's,
0: that was the connection and the hope. That I felt when I heard you perform here in Atlanta. Oh, thank ago. you. And um it was very moving for me. Thank you. And it was and I couldn't describe I was like, is it the voice? Is it the words? <laughs> and I, I think it's the whole thing. It's, it's the spirit. It's the spirit. And it's it's the words in con- collaboration with how you deliver the song. And so that's why it was so beautiful for me. So mm-hmm. um you. I'm gonna take a little break if I could of course. and ask you if you could if you could play um, His Eyes on the Spell. Maybe sure.
1: Could, could you, sure. Could you yeah. share with us? With That's it. Thank okay. Why should I feel discouraged? And why should the shadows come? And why should my heart feel lonely and long for heaven and home? When Jesus is my portion, a constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow And I know that he watches over me I sing because I'm happy And I sing because i
0: Thank you that was beautiful. Thank okay, you. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. If we would have been remiss if we didn't enter and mm. allow the spirit to enter in, oh, so thank you course. for saying that and doing that. I um, it, it is all of that why people are so excited about you. You yeah. have been everywhere <laughs> these past couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, um, well, you've been just all year.
1: all year, <laughs> I mean,
2: really, non stop. Non-stop. Yeah, how was essence? I'm still coming down from that. (laughs) Yeah, this this past weekend. Yeah, uh, Sunday. So a few days ago, it was was amazing. Just being there and to be count to be in the number. There was only like 20 artists. Really? 25 maybe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, Um, one of. I mean, it's like Janet Jackson, Mary J. Blige. Erica Badu, Jill Scott, okay, victory, okay. I'm like I'm in this number. Really was amazing. Awesome, awesome. So
0: where to after here? After Atlanta, where
2: are you? I I am going back to New York City. We're having uh, my album release party, Mm. uh, and it's happening on Monday, the uh, Monday the 16th, Mm -hmm. and that's you know. We're all excited about that. Yeah, It's going to be yes, a broken instrument. Yep, the Broken Instrument. It was released June 15th. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was fitting that the album came out. I mean, the, the release party is a month after the album came out. Because give people a, a moment to just listen to the songs and get into the lyrics. So as we celebrate, you know, these songs and this album, you know... People will have an understanding of the music. So,
0: awesome. Yeah. Can you sing one of the songs from the, the vocal conditioning
2: chorus? Uh, sure. Um. All right. This song is called uh, "Who I Am." Uh-huh.
1: I was born in a world of great divide We all live together but we're not all on the same side When I was a child I didn't see all the lines. But that was until reality opened up my eyes I saw people that looked like me Pray for equality While others believe in supremacy I saw my people in chains mentally And others I saw walking free Every child needs to know who they're born to be Am I born for greatness? Am I born to be free? And every day when I wake up I hear bondage coming for me Lies of society, tear me down and take away my liberties But what can I say? We've been this way for centuries So I guess this is who I am is where I came from these are my people this is our struggle I guess this is who I am is where I came from these are my people this is our struggle is who I am There are times when I wish I could run away. But I can't run or hide from my reality. I'm grown and I don't own a thing. Not a dime to my name or anything to leave for my kids to claim. It's a shame. Cause I wonder if they'll live better lives than me Or will they grow up listening to society Someday my life Come to an end I don't know how and I don't know when But one thing I do know Is that I'm tired of waiting For a change to come with I still got enough life in me To march towards freedom I still got enough fight in me To fight for our children Lift your head, child. There's no need to hide. We're gonna overcome with dignity and pride. Because this is who we are. It's where you came from. These are your people. This is our struggle. I'm telling you, this is who you are, child. It's where you came from. These are your people. This is our struggle. It's who we are. It's where you came from. These are your people. This is our struggle. is for we are. Yeah,
0: yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Oh, beautiful. One thing people didn't realize is that you're so passionate that you were actually playing <laughs> before we started our conversation today. You came oh. so close to your instrument. And so it it goes with what you were saying about being so passionate
1: yeah. about what
0: you are and what you believe in, what you want to convey. And do. Yeah. So that is so awesome. You're here in Atlanta for mm-hmm. tomorrow, right? Tomorrow's yes. this big 5K um High tech race tomorrow. Uh-huh. Um, Linda Lee Osborne is responsible for that, as many other people at Georgia State Stadium. Uh-huh. Right, you're going to be performing somewhere around maybe like nine, nine thirty tomorrow morning. Oh,
1: in the morning. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be performing tomorrow. It's going to be free. So we want to invite everybody to come on out and hear Victory play, um, play and perform tomorrow at Georgia State Stadium tomorrow. Uh, there's a five k race first at eight o'clock, and after that race is over. Um, then uh, Victory will be performing some of her songs from the Broken Instrument. Yes. Um, when people see you, for young ladies, what would be one of the things you would tell them for
2: inspiration? Mm. I want to say something that's not cliche, uh-huh. but many times the cliche things. Uh, well, if you know what they mean and you actually take them to heart, um, but like you hear all the time people talking about you know have confidence you know what does that like what does that mean <laughs> I should write a song about that yeah um but really just carrying ourselves with confidence because we are uh we're we're queens we're royalty have you know having your identity secure in 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 truth and if you walk around believing you're not you know it's going to really impact how you live your life but yeah just discovering that confidence for yourself
0: and it never goes away um the discovery because as you get older and different experiences come in your life right you just turn and pivot and you learn to adjust right and you take on different um, shades of what confidence is exactly and so you never stop the good thing right. is is that when you can put it in motion mm-hmm. the sooner the better the mm-hmm. better like you say the better you'll be at yeah the end. exactly how can people get your cd music where are you
2: i am everywhere digital okay. at the moment <laughs> okay. Okay. my music is on apple music spotify title pandora amazon music it's Everywhere. Everywhere there that music is sold digitally, Nice. it is there. Um, all you have to do is type in victory, um, just simply V I C T O R Y, victory, and the broken instrument will be the first project that comes up when you type victory in.
0: Nice. And how can people follow you on social media?
1: Would you like people to follow you on social media? I would love for you to follow me, <laughs> uh,
2: simply at victory boyd. B-O-Y-D is my last name, Victory Boyd. On Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere. everywhere.
0: Is there another song you'd like to share with us? before we go? Uh,
2: I'll do Open Your Eyes, at least just part of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is the single from my album.
1: I want to fly beyond the sky, higher than where the airplanes glide. I want to sail the seven seas, and maybe visit all of the countries. I want you to come along, life is better when we're not alone. And we might make a very good team And then we could reach our every dream But you always got something sad to talk about Always walking with a heart full of doubt You don't seem to see all of the possibilities, and I want to make you happy. I want you to be free, but there seems to always be forces of gravity weighing you down. And I want you to fly with me so darling won't you open your eyes how can you be so blind to the beauty of life it's everywhere so won't you dare open your eyes how can you be so blind to the beauty of life it's everywhere so won't you dare Open your eyes Nice. That's my favorite. Oh, good, good. Awesome. That's my
0: favorite. That's my favorite. Do you find that people um make comparisons of you from previous artists? Oh yeah. I mean it's, it's you know. It's it's it flattering. Happens. Yeah, it's flattering. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> well, your sound is distinctive. I mean, it, it's really, really good. It's really good. So, again, uh, everybody follow Victory. She's everywhere on all the digital platforms. Just V I C T O R Y, Victory. Follow her. She's going to be performing tomorrow for free. Come on out at Georgia State Stadium. Um, it's a 5K race, and then after the race, it's all about technology. So it'll be um, victory performing as well as some other independent artists. So we encourage you to come on out. It's family friendly. Come and join us. Um, We're going to be there until two o'clock tomorrow afternoon. So it's going to be filled with a lot of music, technology, and just a lot of fun. So come on through. So that's my time with you today. Thank you so much for coming through Um, for you guys. You know who I am. Real chicks rock. I am everywhere. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Um, Check out my website at realchicksrock.com. So thank you guys so much for your time for a special edition. Until next time, you guys continue to take care and rock on. We hope you enjoyed listening to RCR Presents Real Discussions. Until next time, you take care and continue to rock on.